six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're here with a bunch of comedians. We're doing the joke workshop. What that is is the first eight comedians get four-minute sets. At three minutes, they'll hear the horn. That means they have a minute left, and we all get to feel that together. And then we give four minutes of feedback from your comedian peers. And um, I take notes and I encourage other people to do the same. Um, Remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. A nice fluffy brioche bun on the top. Nice compliment. And uh, fluffy right there. So, but be nice to each other and be helpful. Uh, It's, you know, and the show works as much as you want to work it. So I have a microphone back here to give comments into. And please do that. Have your mask on. I just want everybody to be safe, you know, so... I'm, I'm, I'm sure everyone is vaccinated, but um, please, everybody, wear your masks and be safe because you can still carry whatever and it's, who knows what's going on in the world. All right. Your first comedian on the list today. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody. It's been a long time. How are you doing? How are you doing, Luke? Doing good? That's wonderful. What would you do this weekend? Really? That's that sounds exciting. What'd you watch? Oh my god! Okay, so you went to the film. You went to the movies. Okay, you weren't scared of like COVID or nothing. No, you were wearing your mask the whole time. Yeah, because it was weird. Because I went to I went to an event this weekend too. It was it was odd. I mean, I went to this orgy, right? And um, you know, as as one does, right? You go to an orgy, and they said you must wear masks at all times. I was like, are you, what? How do we wear a mask at all times? This is a cocksucking event, is it not? You know, and I walked in, and, and in fact, most people were. But it made me think that now it's time for a new invention. Because we weren't wearing, get, let's get real. I mean, if you want to get down to business, you got to have that open, right? But I was thinking maybe now I can make a Velcro mask or one with a zipper just, just, just to make sure everyone's in code because I'm that kind of person. I'm a giver, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's been really, you know, and, and it's been great because, you know, I've been keeping up my practice of being the best cocksucker in the world. I do this for you people. I do it for you. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but I do. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great weekend. You know, I keep thinking, God, if I were, if, if there were Dick Olympics, right, I would likely be going for the All-American Cocksucking Team. Um, I've been known to go for the gold more than once anyway, so I figured why not put that to good use. Um, yeah, and it's going to be great because, you know, I, al- I was almost part of the synchronized fisting team. <laughs> but I missed the mark. And um, Anyway, so that we don't talk about that, but I was so close. So close, you know. And I'll just talk about cocksucking. I hope you guys aren't uncomfortable with it. Are you guys okay? I mean, are you okay with it? I mean, you look like you might be okay with it. That'd be great. I mean, well, I know you are, Ian. I mean, you're just, you're an easy bitch, and that's great. I mean, it's always those masculine presenting guys that are the most most ready to go. And then there's you, Ian. Um, <laughs> and then there's you. You know, and all this uh, talk about cocksucking also makes me think about like, what would that be like? The judging. You know, what would that? What kind of judges would they have? Do you think it would be like? Would there be like, oh my God, here he goes. Yes, yes, he's going in. He's going in. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No. Now remember, endurance. It, it, this is not about speed. 
This is about endurance, right? We got to make sure, like, we don't want to go too fast. We don't want to go, yes, yes. Oh, my God, uh-oh, I, I, I think the teeth meter is going. I think we see teeth. I think we see teeth. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, oh, it was so close for the United States. Pearson, you're out. I was like, oh, man. I came so close again, you know. I just, I couldn't, I guess I just couldn't carry the load. <laughs> you know, and all this talk about dick sucking and stuff like that makes me think about Folsom, which is coming up. Hopefully everyone get your booster shots so you can go, not, not, I mean, just get them anyway. You get them so you can be there. That would be great. And I imagine myself and my friends, you know, we're dressed up like little orphan Fanny, you know, little orphan Annie. I have some kind of red wig on, some cute little red leather, little skirt, little red leather skirt. I've got my boy Sandy on a, on a leash. Got my daddy with me, our gimp. And it inspired me to write a little song about it. You guys want to hear it real quick? Okay. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin. And say, tomorrow, wait, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson, everyone. All right. Uh, so we have a microphone back here for comments. And, um, so that was funny how you did the crowd work of engaging the child and then started talking about orgies. That was a lot of fun for everyone else. Good. I'm sure not for him or his mother, but uh, everyone else thought that was very funny. I'm like, read the room. Uh, but the crowd, mm. the crowd work was, I wonder what the shelf life of your Olympics jokes are. Yeah, I do too now. Yeah. I mean, four years. Yeah, well, four I mean, more it, years. But yeah, four more years. I mean, it's not like it's something, I mean, it's a goal everybody gets, I mean, right? I I'm wondering if you can turn it into maybe a World Cup thing because oh. of the playing with balls or okay. juggling ball something. There might be a because World Cup's coming up next year, so you might have some legs. That's with a big thing to fill. It, yeah, um, and then the only other thing I have is that your song is exactly a minute. So whenever you get the light somewhere else, like okay. I don't care here, but if you go somewhere else and they're strict about the light. Whenever they give you the light and you notice it, just launch into the song. You don't have to okay. preface it. Because you, you kind of do like a three-sentence setup, and I just don't think you need it. Okay. Because you can just jump into the song, and everyone's going to get the context right away. Great. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. But just for other rooms. Um, you've got oh. Uh, more oh, comments. Oh, Miss Langland. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I like the, uh, the crowd work into the joke. I thought it was a really smooth transition. I think that worked a lot. And I think, I, I think the Olympic joke can work um, whenever. Hmm. My, my opinion. I, I feel like... The way you, I think the way you set it up, because you said the orgy first, and then you went into it, it was kind of like, it was like, oh, it'd be interesting what a Olympics for dick sucking. I think that worked fine, uh, and I think you could play a lot more with the whole like, how would they judge it? I like, yeah, the, te I, I like the teeth I, meter. That's new stuff, yeah. I like the teeth stuff, but uh, yeah, you can definitely. There's a lot of avenues you can go with that. But Thanks, yeah, man. good job. Thank you. Other comments? Um, find a microphone. There's a microphone back here. You yeah just have your just yeah just put your mask on and, and the... 
come back. You might want to have a, a mask. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but everyone shares that microphone, so you might want to wear a mask. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, with the Olympic thing, yeah. um, I thought carry the load was like really, really great tag. Um, <laughs> Thank I you. thought it was really funny. And there's like a million tags there, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I would play with more like came in second or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Is like not the one that came to my head, but I, like I think that. carry the load is also really good. Thank you. Anybody else? Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Thank you all. Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. Uh, your next comedian, he's new to the room. Uh, I've never met him before, so this will be exciting. Clap your hands together, pay attention, take notes. It's Trevor Whedon! Hi there, how's it going? My name is Trevor Whedon. This is my first time doing stand-up. So I have some big news to tell everyone. I figure since we're in San Francisco, we um, have, this is a nice safe space to tell everyone, but I'm coming out as bi. Racial. I'm half Korean and half pure. I mean white. <laughs> um, you know, growing up though, it was, my family was strict. My uh, dad, he'd always say things. He was like, Trevor, you need to do your homework to be a doctor. And I'd be like, dad, you're white. That's, don't imitate mom's voice like that. But my mom, she's Korean, so she'd be the one saying things like, Trevor, you need to clean up your room. It's a mess. I'm like, I ran that by my mom, and um, she was like, Trevor, um, number one, that's a Chinese accent. I'm Korean. Number two, um, I've been living in California since I was 10. I sound nothing like that. But in all honesty, though, I am bi. Myself, I'm by myself. I'm single, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I just got out of a five-year relationship recently. I'm so single. How single are you? I'm so single that every key I type on my laptop gives me a suggestion for Pornhub. Oh. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, like Pornhub or P, Pornhub, pussy, pole dancing, T, tits, twerking, Taylor Ray, B, boobs. Big butt. Bye. H, huge. Uh, cock. X, X videos, XXX. Uh, xylophone playing stepsister got caught in my washing machine again, so I fucked her. <laughs> Just to clarify though, I am, I really am straight. Um, you know, anyway, uh, I discovered my butthole a little too soon though. Um, I'll say this. <laughs> the male G-spot, as, uh, as you're familiar. Clap if you agree. Um, <laughs> I'll say this, though. If I were to go to prison tomorrow, uh, I won't even waste time trying to act tough, because I'm not. Um, all I have is a scar on my face going for me, and that's about it. And once people figure that out, I'm a little bitch, um, I'll just turn around, drop trow, and uh, get ready. You know, hey, spit on that first this time. I haven't had a fissure like that since I was addicted to Percocet. Regardless of being single or not, I did do a whole lot of jagging off over the pandemic. Clap if you did the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the pandemic, though, that was bad. Um, a lot of bad things happened, but we all now have um, something. We, uh, like, there's positives that came out of it. People tend to forget the positives. The main thing, uh, we all have an excuse now to get out of anything that we don't want to go to. You know, uh, just, 
you someone that you barely know just wants to grab lunch with you just like hey trevor excited for lunch um can't wait to catch up with you oof sorry bud rain check in two weeks i caught covid hey trevor excited to see you for our wedding we're looking forward to hearing your speech oh boy can i actually facetime in uh, I caught COVID five days ago, so I won't be able to make it. Trevor, it's your sister. Uncle Al passed away. Um, the funeral service will be uh, next Tuesday. Let me stop you right there, sis. I actually tested positive for the Rizona, um, so tell, uh, tell Aunt Anne that I won't be able to make it. Send her my condolences and sign my name on the card for you, all right? All right, let's see what we have here. All right, X. Thank you very much. Trevor Whedon. That was his first time. Yay! Yay! And then yay. Um, a thing to do is put the micro stand, microphone stand behind you. That's something that people do when they you take out the microphone and mm -hmm. you put the stand behind you because okay. it's like it's kind of one on one only because otherwise it distracts from you. Like, yeah. it's in front of you. It's like you're hiding behind okay. it almost, even though it's very skinny. Okay. Um, unless you're using it for act-outs and then you need it, that's fine. But okay. other than that, put it behind you. That's just a thing to do. Cool. Uh, but you were really good with the, with the microphone, like, distance. Um, you have to watch your pauses in that you need more of them. Like, mm -hmm. pure white. It needs to have, like, mm -hmm. a little bit of a hang. And there were a couple one-liners where you just needed to let them hang a little more. Okay. But I think that'll all come when you memorize. So if you're not... Like, and of course it's your first time and you're nervous <laughs> as fuck. So of course, yeah. <laughs> and you were reading, and that's great. Like, welcome and good job. Um, the, the dad joke was really funny. The way you played with all the racial stereotypes and you got to use the fun accent, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> and then, but you, you, your, um, your turns on all of those were, were good. You, you circumvented what we thought you were going to do. You thought it was about your mom, but it's about your dad and you dad is white no he's the he's using the voice <laughs> like all of that stuff is is very funny because it's unexpected mm -hmm. so great job for your first time thank you oh yeah <clears throat> yeah great job for your first time um uh your presence up there that's probably the biggest thing is uh making eye contact with people and uh yeah. being able to connect with the audience <laughs> your jokes are good and work on your punchlines a little bit but the audience connection is important yeah so, yeah okay yeah, I really like <clears throat> I really like your approach here. I, I feel like I'm uh, obsessively jerking off in my room. I, I feel the pain. I feel the sheets, the paper towel, or the wet one on my the top of my penis. Keep it up, man. Come for a second, Mike, and uh, you're my little Sanrio surprise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah. Again, great job for the first time. That was crazy. Um, I really like the all the stuff in the beginning, the misdirection, mm -hmm. the your dad doing the accent. I thought that was all great. I think you should keep that. But then, like, yeah, like Pam said, once you like memorize it, mm -hmm. it's gonna be like this is it. Like all the little intricacy stuff will all come naturally. But yeah, mm -hmm. good job. Thank you very much. Um, if I can get one in real quick, um, I love the like every letter takes you to to Pornhub joke, <laughs> super funny. But um, the punch was at the end, and you did like five letters. Um, yeah, I'd probably do like two or three. Okay, cool. Clap your hands together, everybody, Woo! for Trevor Whedon! Yay! All right, 
That's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian. Oh, he guest hosted last Friday, and he did such a great job. His one-liners in between everybody's sets were really awesome. Uh, we'll see what he brings to us today. Everybody put your hands together for Ian Langland. Thank you. Thank you. How are we doing? Good? On this hot, what is it, Monday? Great. Let's jump right into it. Um, so I, I assume most of us are uh, vaccinated, right? I know these are kind of out, these jokes are outplayed, but yeah, so it's cool. Uh, I'm happy I'm vaccinated. I got a minute ago. Uh, but uh, what they're doing now is they have like, you see, they have like sweepstakes and stuff for like people that aren't vaccinated yet. Kind of makes me think I should have fucking waited, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of stuff, right? When I got it, it was like my duty as a citizen to help everybody out, right? And that was my reward, I guess. But now, like, the assholes that don't want to get vaccinated, they get prizes? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Where's Do I get any residual prize for getting it on my own volition? No, I don't. Seems a little messed up to me. Like... They dropped the whole, do it for everybody real quick, and they were like, here's some airline miles. And I'm like, I could fucking use that, right? I'm behind on rent. I could use $300 from Wild 94.9. <laughs> That'd be so great. That would be so great. I could just imagine, like, I don't care what you give me now. Do I have to get the vaccine again to get these sweepstakes? I want them all. I want them all. Do, you you got to pump in Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, heroin. I don't care. Put it in my body. I'll take it all because I need it, all right? You know, I'm going to be walking around with a new North Face jacket, some Jordans from Foot Locker, and 10 tickets to Knott's Berry Farms. And I'm like, this whole side of me is numb. And I'm like, does anybody want to go to Knott's Berry Farms? <laughs> that one needs a little work. Thank you. Um, I don't, I, I do not, I, I don't watch porn, and there's no joke to that. Uh, it's just whenever men my age, I tell them that, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? What are you doing? You think you're better than me? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think I'm better than anybody. The shit's weird. It's weird. It's weird to watch other people have sex. I think that that's weird. And not only is it weird to watch other people have sex, but it's weird to watch other people have sex and pretend that you're having sex, right? Right? Think about it like this. Put it in other terms. I I'm not watching Martha Stewart <laughs> with a bull and a whisk, like, pretending to make a cake, right? It's weird. <laughs> I think that that's weird. I don't watch a whole Laker game like, yeah, LeBron, do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's not what I do, Okay. They're the professionals. They do it. If you want to watch it, that's great. I don't. I think it's weird. Um, that's all I had for that one. Um, do we have any fans of hip hop here? Anybody? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, so yeah. So Kanye just dropped his new album, Donda. Correct. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, I'll save you some fucking time. It's two and a half hours of Joel Osteen and one synth chord. That's the whole album. That's the whole album. It's the <laughs> that's what it is. You know. Um, yeah, so they dropped, and then also, so Drake dropped an album, too, and it came out that they were beefing. It's a big deal. But it's like, nobody beefs like rappers. R rappers love to beef. They don't even care what it's about. They're like, man, Meek Mill likes waffles over pancakes. Fuck Meek Mill. And then they'll write a whole diss track about it. That's what they do. They write diss tracks, right? They, like, I wish other genres of music wrote diss tracks like rappers do, you know? Like, the go-to thing for a rapper is like, you know, 
I fucked your bitch. That's the go-to line for rappers, and they get really confident. They, that's always their first line. I fucked your bitch, and then they're like, fuck, there's more song to make. I guess I fucked your auntie, too, and your grandma. You know, they kind of run out of shit. <laughs> but I just wish other genres of music wrote just track. Like, imagine if, like, Brad Paisley was beefing with another country guy, and he was like, he made, like, a hokey rap, I mean, a hokey country song. He's like, I open up a beer and I just start chugging. Garth Brooks is a bitch and I fucked his woman. Like, that would be a little more interesting, right? I think I, I would get in a country if that were the case. Uh, okay, thank you. That's all I have. Ian Langlands. Yay. Oh, that new, that new no porn joke is fucking hilarious. Yeah. The, the Martha Stewart, the premise is fantastic and unusual. And and it's great. It's just so funny. I love it. It needs a little more like meat. Like there's not enough substance. I feel like the to premise. It. And it, I I mean, once you said Martha Stewart, you had me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like um, about the the vaccine. You're yeah. a Gen Z. You need a participation trophy. Okay. I'd like acknowledge it. Like mm. I grew up. I grew up with the participation trophy. Everything I try is good enough. Like, is it, am I not good enough? Can I get a trophy now? Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing is I would be careful of the word like and yeah. the word right. I did, yeah, okay. You use that ubiquitously. Okay. And I don't know if it's just that you're riffing around and so it's just, or if right, just think about how many times you use right. Because you're like asking the audience for their acceptance right. and permission. And you're like, right, right, right. Yes. And so yes. you might have other, but uh, I mean, all that, that new stuff is really great. Okay, cool. Other comments? No comments. Comments. Brady's got comments. Brady's just gonna compliment me. <laughs> That's right. Bad. Except you, you kind of went down in the middle, and, and your energy did fade. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So there was that. Okay. You know, um, you're just very strong. And yes, I am gonna compliment you because you don't get enough of it, bitch. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're very good. But yeah, you did kind of like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you Give lost me, me in the middle there. Okay. 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 So I, I was like, you were really strong, and I was like, well, what is he talking about? Okay. So. Because I really like, but see, I don't agree. I mean, I like this the uh, premise of the not having sex, although I could re- have response, but it's really good. Okay. But yeah, just definitely keep your energy up too, and watch your repetitive words. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, because you're wearing a San Francisco 49ers uh, sweatshirt, yeah. I feel like I have to comment. Okay. But uh, no, <laughs> and you know, I'm always a fan of you. Great, great stuff. Just um, with your material. Just come a little bit harder with those punchlines. Okay. And, um, you know, you're fine with that. Just that material. Just, okay. You know. Just punch harder. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Ian Langley. Yay. I don't see Kyle Morrissey. Is he here? He's here? Okay, great. Your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you very much. Uh, I like how this microphone sounds. Um, I uh, I took a long time to get vaccinated. It took me a long time. Uh, not because I'm lazy. I just wanted the money. Um, my friends were like, what money? I was like, trust me, this is going to be money. Uh, I got it. I got the money. Um, so I'm all good to go. I'm all good to go. Uh, 
but I still use my forgery to get into bars. <laughs> That's because I'm lazy. That's I'm fully compliant medically. I'm all up to up to speed, but I'm still every putting my I, every time I go to a bar, I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why that I can I have the correct documentation. Whatever. Um, you guys ever uh, stop to help someone on the street? And then 35 minutes later, you're like, I regret this so much. This is a waste. Now I know why this person was alone on the sidewalk with like a broken bike wheel. That it, it, It's a good feeling when you realize like, oh, helping people is a terrible idea. It, being selfish is this person is really wasting my time. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's a selfish part of me. Because I I I, de- I generally do think that like the best way to help yourself is by helping someone else. I think it's true. Like I got a call from St. Anthony's, the shelter downtown, a, a couple days ago, and they were like, "Hey, we noticed your uh, your name on the list of past visitors. We wanted to give you a call because we're having a soup kitchen this weekend to feed the homeless. We were wondering if you wanted to come down and help out." And I told him the exact same thing I just expressed. I was like, "Listen, I totally think, like, if you're if you're bummed out about your life, like, go do some volunteer work. Like, it takes you out of your head. You stop thinking about yourself, helping someone else. So, by that logic, I think those homeless people should just be feeding each other. Uh, I'm fine, by the way. Thanks for asking. I um, I'm actually making a decent amount of money. I got a pretty cool apartment. I'm getting engaged. Uh, so." Good luck. <laughs> Smells like piss down there. I'm not going. I uh, I just got back from Los Angeles. I was doing some doing some gigs down there. It's a weird place. I haven't spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, so it's weird when you go somewhere and your only reference for it is Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I I saw a couple prostitutes outside of my hotel, and the only thing I thought was like, oh yeah, if I murder them afterwards, I get my money back, right? And then a giant dildo appeared in my hand. I started whacking them. Uh, sorry, people usually pull back on that. I think it's because I say prostitutes. Sorry, sex workers. I uh, I murdered two sex workers in Los Angeles this weekend. Um, I feel like I'd wash out in Los Angeles. It's a pretty intimidating place. The only thing I would have going for me there is that I just got diagnosed with celiac disease. Do you guys know what that is? If you don't know it, get out of California. You're not going to make it. Um... I did. I just got diagnosed with celiac disease. That is the disease where you are annoying to waiters. Uh, I have a gluten allergy, apparently. I uh, I went to a doctor and I was like, "Yeah, I I so much. I have a piece of pizza at lunch, and I feel like I'm gonna pass out." And he was like, "All right, well, why don't we play this extra safe? I'm I'm gonna put it down as COVID-19." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "No, don't do that, please." The only thing that getting COVID-19 and having celiacs have in common is when you're like, I need to tell everybody, uh, <laughs> it's there. It's, it's, it's my moral responsibility to let everybody know about this condition in a group text. I don't know if you guys have gotten that group text recently. Hey, <laughs> I had, con- I had physical contact with you all the other night, uh, at Olive Garden. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, listen, you're probably fine. I'm just letting you know, you probably don't need to get tested. I'm just letting you know when I eat the chicken carbonara, I need to lie down, okay? That's, 
The, you know what? That might not even be the celiacs. That might just be because it's Olive Garden. Uh, I mean, I heard the I heard the horn, but I don't know how long it's been. I always just get up here and I black out, and then I wake back up in my car crying. So uh, I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you very much. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Kyle Morrissey. Uh, I like the Grand Theft Auto premise, and I like the. I like the prostitute sex worker tag because it like makes you the most unwoke woke person in the world, which I enjoy. And today was really fun because you had kind of low energy and I actually could hear a lot of the writing and I enjoyed that. I was like, oh, like I was just sort of listening to the writing and it's good. I'm it's normally solid. not low energy. <laughs> no, well, you were ex today. You're extra low energy for whatever reason. I don't subdued. know. Yeah, it, it just but it was in, it was interesting because I was like, oh, wow, I can really hear the writing tonight. Yeah. Um, and I like I like the tell everybody I like the celiac tell everybody thing. I think that's funny because, you know, they say it's the, it's the same thing. The only thing you could rope in is vegans in some way if you right, wanted right, to. Right. Right. Other comments. Hi, uh, great set. Um, uh, the forged uh, vaccine card bit um, definitely liked. Uh, what I would change would be add more to like fake ID stuff. Just like, oh man, I heard my buddy had a uh, fake, fake Vax card and he got kicked out at a bar two weeks ago. And I guess like emphasize more on that, but everything else was, I like. Thank you. I, lo I love your exterior. I feel, you know, guys brag about their browsers membership. Females brag about, I'm dating a surgeon. So just please, around the edges, this is not a corn maze. I love your style. I, I'm on the outside, on the border. Of Tijuana. Thank you. That didn't make any sense. No. All right. <laughs> uh, well, damn. <laughs> that one threw me off right there. Uh, you, you did get a p education from Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you do you normally stay in one spot when you when you do your set? Dude, I something about COVID. I have such a hard time making eye contact. Yeah, because you know I've seen you a bunch of times. Right? Yeah, you know, I see you a lot. But something, that's, that's something happened. Thing. Yeah, that whole staring at one thing is it's not making a connection. I know. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I, mean, yeah I know. You know I'm a fan though, man. Thanks, man. You too. I like you. I like you. I like you, Michael. Michael Barnes. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. So everybody knows, in the fills, we're listening to Sunk. It's a local band with Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, and Jay Sun. Uh, all right. Your next comedian is the hero of Mutiny Radio. Oh, no. Is Sam here? Not you, Sam. Sam Lipman. Yeah. No. So it's Sam Lipman's here, though. And then you're up next. Oh, yeah. We're on. I'm sorry. You just, you were jumping the gun, and I was like, oh, look, there he is. But actually, we're on number five. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Lipman! Thank you. Yeah, I'm not the hero of Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I've done... Not... That's, that's aggressive. <laughs> that's bold of you, sir. Um, I'm not really a drinker. Uh, actually, I can't really drink at all. Uh, and it's not because I think I'm better than any of you. Um, it's because I am. Um, no, but it's, it's always just because uh, my self-preservation instincts and my decision-making skills uh, when I'm stone-cold sober are non-existent, and I am not willing to plumb the depths 
of how poor my decision making can get if I am just a little bit like buzzed. Uh, I, I can give you an example specifically of what like after this moment I was like I should not be a drinker at all. Um, so a couple of years ago, my buddies and I were hiking around uh, up in Yellowstone Park, and we were about a couple miles into the trail, and we saw this beautiful Bob Ross-looking waterfall, and I was just like, I have to, I have to go see it. Like, I wanted to go see it closer. I want to see this, this just water falling down rocks. I have to see it up close and see if it's the same thing. Um, and so we try and find a place where we can go off trail, and we find this sign that says, warning, um, due to increased bear activity, uh, due to, sorry, it was due to increased bear activity, uh, all travelers are blocked from this area, but it led directly to that waterfall. Uh, and so in the moment, I was like, I don't really have a problem with gay people, so like, I'm gonna just go straight ahead and go for it. <laughs> like, we just went full screen. And so it's about 15 minutes walking through, uh, and we come to this gravel clearing, this gravel slope that's really tall up there. And we're at the bottom of this slope, uh, and at the foot, at the top, uh, there's this family of grizzly bears. There's a mother and her three cubs. And we're about 25 meters away. I don't, I don't know distance. Like, you could tell me I ran 10 centimeters, and I'd be like, that's 100 kilometers. No way. So th let's, let's say, like, it's a distance where most rational people would be like, I'm too close. But I was like, it's, this is safe. This is safe. So I could see him, and I was just sitting there. I was just standing there watching with my other friends who were kind of like, we should not be here. But I was like, we, this, is, this is nature. Like, we need to see this. And so we're just watching it, and it's fascinating just watching animals just interact and move in the wild. Uh, and then I take a step forward because I'm like, I got to get closer. And immediately that scares one of the cubs at the top of the slope, and he slips and starts to slide down this gravel slope directly towards us. And still in my head, I'm not processing the danger that I could potentially be in. I'm just like, it's like I'm at the zoo, and I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. Look, he's coming right at me. <laughs> uh, and that's when the mother saw us. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever made the mistake of angering a fully grown grizzly mother, uh, but they don't, they don't have techniques for it. They don't have Xanax. Like, they don't really practice mindfulness. And so they do whatever they can <laughs> to kill anything that gets in the way of their child. And without warning, that thing started barreling towards my friends and I at Mach 10. Um, actually, no, I have the speed. The speed was... Bears statistically can travel at a speed of 35 miles an hour. For reference, uh, Usain Bolt ran 100 meters in 24 miles an hour. I don't think I'd fare any better given that I am 5'7", 50 to 60 pounds overweight and wearing heavy hiking shoes. But immediately we start turning around and booking it and hightailing it as fast as we can. And my only thought in my head was I just have to be faster than the slowest person with me. And that's when I was like, I should not be a drinker. Because if I had been even a little bit buzzed, my, thought, my only thought would have been, I have to sabotage someone so that I am sure that I'm not the slowest person. I don't care what it takes. I'll trip him, I'll stab him, I'll punch him, I'll shoot him. Like, I am not going to be the one in between me and this grizzly bear. All right, thank you. Sam Lipman, everyone. Telling a story. It's real brave to tell a story um that's what i was going for bravery yeah uh you know you uh, you have to have in, in telling a story you have to have a lot of punchlines hidden in there and you had a few um it was a really good riff to open to and uh, i like the setup about the good decision but you got to get to it i make good decisions i make bad decisions you sort of hemmed and hawed for like 30 seconds 
Mm-hmm. And then even in the story, like cut it, we were hiking and there was this Bob Ross waterfall and we got off the trail. Like go mm-hmm. get to it quick because you it took you three and a half minutes to tell the story, but it probably could have taken you a minute and a half. Okay. Um, so just like write the whole thing out and cut the fat. Like there's really funny stuff in there that like the um, the gay, there were bears and the gay thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and the 25 meters and then it being a meter, a centimeter, who knows, and then weight and all that. You, okay. you had jokes in there. Just like It's just keep, too much filler? Yeah, it's just too much filler. Okay. But that's that's the thing about story jokes is that like when you're a regular person and you tell it like at work or whatever, everyone's like, well, that's a hilarious story. But then you come out to comedy and you're like, oh, crap. It it requires, and just write it out by hand. It'll change the way you look at it. Okay. Um, and it was great that you brought it back to the alcohol thing anyway, but but then your your resolution, it was like alcohol makes you murderous. Like, <laughs> so maybe it's best that you don't drink. That yeah. If you would have had a drink, you would have thrown your friend under the bus or whatever, like, whoa. Yeah. I think I was trying to go for like self-preservation, but it didn't. It oh. evidently didn't come across as that, so I'll try and tweak that. Yeah, it came across as like, I'm gonna you, kill you're somebody. like a quiet murderous yeah, sociopath. Okay, uh, uh, okay uh, more comments. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the story a lot. Um, I think you're a good storyteller because you had my attention the whole time, which is good. That's like half the battle. Um, it just and needs I, to be funny. What? It just needs to be funny. Yeah, well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm it just is, saying uh, it is a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just... um, but I think, so, so you start out, you go, I've made, ba- you're talking about your decision-making stuff. If you could just be like, yeah, I, like, these things happened to me and I didn't realize drinking was bad. It took me almost getting killed by a bear if you could just like just just to make something up be like okay. yeah you know like banging that prostitute or something like that mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't enough to give me a red flag it was x y and z okay. that could be good and then yeah i, I would return more because during the story i forgot that the point of the story was that you make bad decisions when you're drunk so if you could return to the drunk a few more times and be like yeah, like like the bottle of Jack Daniels had me thinking this way, something mm. like that. Just to because ret- I kind of forgot that's what mm-hmm. you were talking about. Um, yeah, I like the centimeter joke too, and then I like the part where you're like, "Oh my God, I, we're at the zoo." That oh, part yeah, was really it was good. good. Act out. It's good act out. And then and then when you say when you say all I have to do is focus on not being the slowest person, the next thing I know, I turned around and I was the slowest person. Like just mm-hmm. say that you were the slowest person. I think it could be a funny tag there. Uh, yeah, that's all I had though. So good job, though. I right. thought I thought it was good. I thought it was a good it story. You, you could do a lot with it. It's a yeah. It is, and it's a true story, right? Yeah, yeah that's. A true story. <laughs> you really went up into a bear. We were. You were twenty five feet from bears. Yeah, I don't know distance, so like you could say twenty five centimeters. And I, like, right, it's the same. But we were yeah, we were close to a bear. You were damn well. You're alive and you're so brave. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Lipman. Yay! True story. Now it's your turn, hero of Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian is the hero of Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everybody. For Matthew Quirk. Hey, what's up, snowflakes? Hey, give it up for Kyle Morrissey with his uh, joke. That Sealy Hack. Sealy <laughs> Hack, everybody. Ah, I, <laughs> I had to break it down for Pam. So, uh, Michael K. Williams, you guys know who that was? Yeah, Omar from The Wire died of an overdose at 54. Uh, It's sad and all, but let me tell you, as a 54-year-old, that is the perfect time to die. Right before everything starts going seriously downhill, right? You've seen the best of it. Perfect time. 
That's why I'm not really worried about COVID. I mean, I've already had the best years of my life. <laughs> this is your problem. Oakley dokley. So uh, Ben Affleck, apparently he's going to make, he's going to make an, uh, The Accountant 2. Because The Accountant was so good, they had to make another one. I, the Accountant 2, The Audit. I can't wait for the spinoff, The Actuary. Another action-packed film. Actuary, everybody. So they're letting out Sirhan Sirhan. Anybody know who that is? Yeah. He's the guy that shot JFK, uh, RFK, rather. Assassinated him. Uh, I say, why not? There's no more Kennedys left for him to kill, right? <laughs> Let him out. Went to the dentist the other day. When I was a kid, the dentist was like a medieval torture chamber. And they've made a lot of changes. Now it's more like uh, modern enhanced interrogation. <laughs> Big changes. So are you guys aware of climate change? Anybody? Anybody? Climate change? Uh, apparently there's major hurricanes and flooding in the northeast and the south. And uh, now that we've discontinued the XL pipeline, you think maybe we could ship some of that water over here? Can we just switch it over? I mean, the first couple glasses will be a little tar sandsy, but it'll, it'll wash out. Then you guys are into climate change. Cool. Actually, I'm not worried about all the problems in the Northeast, right, and the, and the South with all that. They'll just innovate their way out of this problem, right? They'll just innovate. How about that Afghan war? I finally get MAGA, guys. Make Afghanistan great again. <laughs> I finally get it. This is what they meant. Uh, someone said that, uh, you know, with all this, you know, losing to the Afghanistan war, like, did Texas really have to go all sh Sharia law? You know, was this like, was this like some like honor thing, like the Dothraki when they cut off their top knots? to lay at the feet of the unsullied. You guys aren't Game of Thrones fans? <laughs> this, that joke kills at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> if anybody was wondering. Anyway, they said, hey, if we're gonna just be like that in Texas with the abortion laws, this is like Iraq under Saddam. And I disagree. It's more like uh, North Korea, which makes me Kim Jong ill. Who says my punchlines got no, got no legs? Uh, anyway, hey, is it me or did Burning Man suck this year? <laughs> this used to be the best year of the whole, the best week of the whole year to be in San Francisco. And I didn't notice anything. Anyway, I guess that's my time. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Yay. I know. We all missed Burning Man this year, didn't we? Nah, meh, meh. Um, I love your snowflake jokes. The old stuff is funny that you're an old man. Aflac, like, that was really cute, and he just was a throwaway, but I still acknowledge it. I don't know what an actuary is, because I'm too dumb, most, like, the rest, a lot of your it's jokes. It's, like, the only job more boring than an accountant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's got to be something, there's got to be a way for you to tell me that while making it funny, since I don't, if I don't know what it is, I'm sure there's a lot of other people that don't know what it is, too. These guys yeah. know what it is. Do they all know? Okay. 
So I'm just the dumb one. But I, I wrote that down. You're too smart for me. Some of your jokes, like, I want a little more explanation. And I think that a lot of times you're like, nobody's topical. And it's like, and nobody knows what's going on. So I don't know how, what the line is between making it a TED Talk. But I want to understand what you're saying. Like, I want to know. And I'm sure it's funny a lot of the times. And I love that you repurposed that punchline at the end with the Kim Jong-il. Because I always thought that was funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Great job, Matt. You're very handy. Thanks. You're a very handy man with the jokes. No pun intended. Just want no. I just wanted to say. I'm a professional handyman. <laughs> I've done work for him. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say, man, uh, your jokes are great. But yeah, like like kind of Pam was saying, some of the things I can't follow you because you kind of like you you go over my head with it, you know. Uh, if I had more time up here, it's only four minutes, so yeah. I kind of rushed it. Just get right to it. If if I have more time, I'll fill out. I'll well, you remember you forget I got a big ass head, so that's hard to do when you go over my head, I man. Th- so. <laughs> You go out of your way to do that. Thank you very much. That's a tremendous compliment. <laughs> uh, for the uh, w- w- sorry, what's the what, who killed RFK again? Sharan, Sharan, Sirhan, 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 Sirhan. If you could be like, well, there's no more Kennys left to kill, and you could be like, well, now you can focus on another family to try and take out. Oh yeah, like the you, Kardashians. Yeah, Kardashians, Trumps, like some like something to be like. Well, now like focus on another family, like you know, give yourself another like. You got to one up what you did last His time. New lease on life. Right, right yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I had. That's a good that's a good one, Ian. Um, great set. The only comment uh, is just like adding for the accountant joke. Um, just be like maybe there's a prequel to CPA. I don't know. That's that's all. That's the only the thing. Bookkeeper. Yeah. The bookkeeper. <laughs> oh my god, the prequel is the bookkeeper. <laughs> Little backstory. Oh, it's his mom. His mother is a bookkeeper for some small. Well, they they do in the movie. They, there is backstory. He's got a brother and his dad. They teach him to be tough, and they meet up at the end. To be a both tough accountant. Blah, blah, they blah. teach him to be a tough accountant. The irony there. He's it's... like an assassin. Wow. Yeah. The accountant is an assassin. I gotta see this movie. Yeah. He's autistic. It's all this. It's what? Yeah. Um, clap your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Yay, Matthew Quirk. All right. Your next comedian, I'm so excited. He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up October 10th through 16th this year. Uh, He's the youngest member of, I'd say, the Mutiny Radio family. Put your hands together for Luca Branches. Yeah. And, yeah, I did go to the movies. Yeah, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, right? It's great. Anyone else here watch Shang-Chi or it's only me since I'm in middle school? Yeah? No, no. Yeah. You know what my least favorite genre of movies is, though? Romance movies? I, I feel like they're unrealistic, right? Like, uh, like, I remember I was watching this romance movie, even though I hate them. Right? I was watching it. And in the movie, the guy was like, I can name a hundred things I love about you. But that's impossible. No one off the top of their head can name a hundred things. You know, like I'm. Do I even know a hundred words? Like, I I don't. That's that's not. There's no way, right? Like uh, right now, you can you name me ten adjectives just about someone you like? Why am I saying like? Wow. Okay. He just repeated the same thing three times. So. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, since you're just you now, ten, ten adjectives randomly. 
Okay. My crowd work attempt failed, so. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Man, but we do have, we have like romance in middle school, but it's not real romance. You know, it's like the, oh, let me give you my scrunchie. You like, you know, it's not real. But some romance is definitely not allowed in middle school. Like, I have a friend, right? And he likes this girl who is one grade below us. That's disgusting in middle school. Just, just ew. You know, I, I, I can't be friends with him anymore. Like, that, that's the equivalent to incest pedophilia. It's, no, you know, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but I realized, I realized I use slang so often. And, like, I, I use slang so often that I forget the real word, like, what the real word means. Like, uh, for example, I use gay so often. I'm like, oh, man, it's so gay. Or, you know what I mean? Like, when, like, a write, the writing teacher gave me homework, I was like, oh, man, it's so gay. Right? Because I, it, that basically means just annoying or stupid. But, you know, it actually means a homosexual. So in writing class, uh, the English teacher actually gave us homework. And I was like, oh, so gay. And then the, a girl sitting across from me looked at me like, I'm like, I'm not coming out in the middle of English class, okay? I'm just saying it was annoying, you know? <laughs> I don't know why he took it that way, but, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I actually just learned this. Apparently, there's a new word for gay, right? Well, it may not be a new word, but people now call gay people fruity. Have you guys heard of this, right? <laughs> like, wh what happened? So, apparently, fruit is gay now? I don't know. When did this happen? Yeah. If so, I'm vegetably, yeah. But, but seriously, like, I mean, come on. Everyone knows of LGBTQ, right? Lime, guava, banana, tangerine, and quince. Come on, come on. Right? Yeah. Man, but what would a tomato be? Would a tomato be bi? Like, it's, am I a vegetable? Am I a fruit? Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I think the dumbest insult is? Four eyes, right? Like, I do wear glasses. I've never been bullied because I go to a Catholic school. But, you know, I think that's such a dumb insult because who wouldn't want to have four eyes, man? That would be dope, right? Like, imagine that. I could just, like, cheat off my someone's test so easily. It would just, it's, everything's better, you know? And they always portray four eyes as having above your eyes. But that would be so inconvenient. It would just do the same thing. What if you, you could have it somewhere else, you know? Like, what if you had it just right in the middle of your chest? Just... Okay, well, bye. <laughs> Yay! Luca Branches, hooray! That was amazing. Um, all like new premises, that's so exciting that you're writing so much. Um, the romance being unrealistic, that whole thing, I liked it so much. I think that it, when you said you, you were talking about you watched a movie and you didn't know why, just say my sister made me watch a movie. My older sister made me watch a movie. It'll just add another layer to it. Um, and that 100 Things About Anything, great crowd work, all that whole section was really funny. Um, and the, uh, your incest pedophile thing didn't work, and I'm wondering if it could be fixed somehow, if it, it's like, um, if, if we're all children, is it pedophilia kind of thing? You know, because like, oh, yeah. grade below is gross. If we're all children, is it pedophilia? Like if you kept some of that anger or something, I don't know. 
the fruity thing. I didn't know where you were going, but it was great. That you with that LGBTQ punchline that was like whoop, so smiley face. Um, and the fruity term is actually a really, really old, old, yeah. old term from like the twenties. You knew that. That's amazing. Uh, the only other thing I can say is that other veggie fruits like, that you don't know if they're a witch or a witch is a cucumber is technically a fruit, although it. Because it, because that. it's a it's a melon it's a it's a melon it's a type of melon so that's just a thing to note that it that it's actually a fruit so you could use that yeah. one too if you wanted okay wow all right Ian uh, uh for uh I was just gonna what what's it do do you actually say the word gay what yeah that's yeah. like an actual I don't know why is isn't do you go to school in San Francisco uh no I go to school in uh, the like. Okay. That explains it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just no, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> I thought we'd be more progressive than that. Uh, I uh, no, it was it was really impressive, man. It's really good. Uh, uh, you should stick with it. It's it's amazing you do it this young. I would say um, you not all of your stuff. It, it, it will happen with time, but you should try to uh, potentially be a bit more personal with your your writing. I'd be interested. Like you said something about you're not be, you don't get bullied because you go to a Catholic school. And I was curious to hear more. Why? Why oh, don't you get yeah, bullied no, at Catholic school? Yeah, I have a premise school? for that. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I've written it out though. Oh, yeah. No, that, that that's okay. I'm just. Uh, oh, yeah. But it, it was. Yeah. It, but it was good stuff, man. Keep it up. I'm just. Oh, yeah. Thank you. This is the first time he's ever done that too. He has like five minutes on being in Catholic school. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. He has, the, he has the, this crazy nun joke that's fucking mind blowing. Yeah, kid. You know I'm a fan of you, man. You yeah. always could bring it. But one thing I want to say is uh, stay in your lane, man. You know when you do when you you step out of your lane. You know, like when I when I look at you, I look at like Michael Jackson, bro, a little young Michael Jackson on stage. I'm dead ass serious, bro. And when you stay in your lane, it lets us kind of connect with you more. When you step outside your lane and talk about other stuff and all that, it's like, holy shit, he's going there. You know what I mean? And that's good. Is that with the gay stuff? The, well, which, a lot which... of the, the pedophilia stuff, you oh, know, the, okay. the gay stuff, it's like kind of stepping outside of your lane. You know, it's good jokes when you put them together. But you know we're looking at you and we're like, okay, this this kid's gonna bring bring some some dynamite, and you're stepping outside, so it loses us in it, kind of loses okay. me a little bit. But I think your material is great. Keep working on it. Keep working on your presence. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Uh, yeah, good job. Uh, what grade are you in again? Uh, eighth. Eighth. So 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 for the um for the bit where you're like where your friend wants to give the person in seventh grade, yeah. right? You could just be just like kind of act out more, be like just absolutely disgusted. Like, could you imagine getting with the fucking seventh grader? Because it's already yeah. funny. Yeah, you already know, but you know it's funny that it, you're saying this because you're a kid. But it's like a fucking seventh grader. I would never be caught there doing that. Like, I think just play into that a little bit more. And maybe just the age too that you're 13 and she's 12. Yeah, like, like disgusting. 12 year old, gross. Yeah, -year -old. I'm 13. I get I'm with a teenagers. Teenager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then just an added tag for the fruit one. You could be like, I'm, ne I'm never gonna eat a banana again if that's what it means just like an added part but yeah good job okay yeah thank you great stuff it'll be interesting put too. your put your hands together everybody for luca branches Yay! he's 13. 13. okay i can't believe it it's just he's so amazing did kelly evans make it kelly evans said he was running a little late but he's not here so this is the last person with comments put your hands together everybody for connor norton <laughs> That was really impressive, by the way. I also have, I how long have you been doing comedy? Six months, damn. You got five months on me. <laughs> am I, uh, parents, am I allowed to do some, some 
testing material. Okay, great. All right, great. I'll start slow. <laughs> uh, everyone ignores Amber Alerts these days, right? We're pretty much all on the same page with that, which is kind of messed up a little bit because it's usually you know sensitive, tragic information. The amount of times I've gotten an Amber Alert and just been like, six-year-old, eight-year-old kidnapped, last seen in a gold Chevrolet with Washington plates. Ugh, that's horrible. They can just hack into your phone whenever they want. It's like Big Brother. But uh, I think the problem might be in the name, like Amber Alert. Why not Red Alert? We already know Red. Don't park here. Do not enter. Stop. But when it comes to like hurricane evacuations and kidnappings, they're like, let's just keep it at Amber. We don't want to scare anyone. Sometimes I try. I mean, I've gotten an Amber Alert while driving one time, and I was like, perfect. This is a chance to really help. If I see that gold Chevy, I'll say something. So 15 minutes goes by. I saw four gold Chevys. I didn't make a single call. I didn't file a report. I didn't do anything because I wasn't even really paying attention just in case I could deny it, you know? Like the first one goes by, and I'm like, Ooh. I don't even think that was gold. And by the fourth one, I'm like, Ooh. I bet those kids were smiling behind that duct tape. <laughs> I'm going to try a segue joke. Um, what do Amber Alerts and erections have in common? When everyone in the room gets one at the same time, there's usually children involved. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new theory about guys that refer to their penis as their dick versus their cock. This is where it's coming. Uh, I find that and I could be wrong, but I find that when guys refer to it as their cock, there's some pride in that that's hard to fake, you know? There's the, the, usually they're like an inch away from calling it their hog, you know? I tend to find that they're probably packing. But with dicks, they're usually the guy in the room that's like, guys, why are we talking about dick size? Come on, this is stupid. But uh, I'm lucky in that area. My dick's pretty big. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've got more material. Just give me a second. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to note, in, in total honesty, the size has never really been the problem. My girlfriend complains about my energy sometimes because she'll be like, I want to I role play. And I'm like, okay, but your imagination is going to have to meet me halfway. I'm not a very convincing Arabian prince. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And the, uh, I guess I just fundamentally don't understand the concept of role play. It kind of feels like I couldn't play the male lead in most of my sexual fantasies. Like, unless the fantasy is whatever looking white guy busts in girlfriend of three years because she has an IUD. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Really should have edited that one. <laughs> um, what else? You know, I think I'm going to give some time to their own because everything else takes too long. All right, thanks, guys. Connor Norton, everyone. Yeah, I like how you asked for consent <laughs> from the parents before you started. That was really nice. Um, that whole Amber Alert thing is great. The hacking in your phone, it was very unexpected. The whole Amber thing was much smoother than I've seen it in the past. And you didn't have any ums or ahs. And I, I especially noted today, like, your rhythm your speed, your cadence, your flow was really on for the first two minutes and 30 seconds. Like you didn't look at your phone, you were interacting with us. I was like, 
it was like the the change from last week to this was like who is this person am i high like what is he high what happened but it's <laughs> something happened in that first two minutes and 30 seconds like i was like this guy's been doing comedy for over a year not a month you know no seriously thank I, you that, thank you but then at 2.30, you got your book, and you just were like, well, I don't know what's going on. And then, and then it was like, oh, okay. And then you, <laughs> yeah. Back. But no, giving it back to the room is nice. No, but I'm just saying the, the first two minutes and 30 seconds, I'd listen back to it and listen back to it a bunch of times because just the timing that you had was really smooth and, like, good. Thank you. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, timing is definitely on point. Thank keep you. that up. You said you've been doing comedy for a month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or two um, months. Two months. Two months now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you've been doing it longer, like she said. But yeah, keep it up. Your presence is pretty good, man. Thank you. And just your material is going to come along as you kind of yeah, get better. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Keep it up. Yeah, nice job. I, I've seen this joke, the Amber Alert joke, and I, I, it's come a long way. I, I really like where you went with it. Thank you. Um, it's cool. That, I, I don't know. I like to see stuff. I like to see the evolution of shit like that. Um, just one little tag. I do like the part where you look at it and you're like, man, they could hack into your phone. But I could also be like, oh, uh, you know, like, I just did leg day. Like, if I didn't, I'd totally be out there. You know, if you kind of, like, made up an oh, excuse. I see, I see. But you kind of did that with the car anyway. So I was, I just wrote that down originally. If you could just, because the, the hack into the phone didn't hit me as quickly, okay. I think. So that's just an option. If it works, it works. If okay. it doesn't. But that's just my one idea. Okay. Sweet. All right, thank you. Right, guys. Put your hands together, everybody, for Connor Norton. Yay! All right. Hey, bye. Thank you so much. Your cookies are so good. I'm sure they told you a billion times. Like, I want your recipe for those macadamia nut white chocolate chip cookies. It was like Mrs. Fields. All right. She's like the Indian Martha Stewart. Your next comedian. Oh, Kelly's here. Well, then it's going to be Kelly, as long as he wants it. Yeah, take your take a second. Yeah, yeah, pee. Do your thing. Hey, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lee Stewart. Is it okay that I don't have a mask on? All right, so I'm gonna try some new stuff with you guys. You guys, <laughs> strap yourselves in. <laughs> gonna be fun <laughs> so I'm having issues lately wondering if I'm really a comedian because I've been meeting so many comedians and they're all really sad you guys are some sad fucking people <laughs> you know that like I went to this open mic and then uh, like one person's going through like a five-year breakup and <laughs> another uh, got cancer or something. I don't Sorry, no cancer jokes here? <laughs> is that is off limits? Okay. What if I know someone who has it? That's fine, right? <laughs> Somebody I won't name was going through menopause. <laughs> I get it? It's Pam. Oh, ah, shit. I said I wouldn't name her. <laughs> but no, like, people give me shit because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I've reached this point in my life where I'm pretty happy. I got a loving girlfriend. She supports this kind of nonsense. You know, it's really nice. But uh, I feel like people don't respect me enough because I'm not sad, you know? I'm not a little sad boy. <laughs> I, I would say girls, but Pam's the only woman in here, so sad boy. I'll say it again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
I figured I deserve to be happy at this point after like, you know, two decades of heroin use. Like, I'm, I'm like Tom Hardy as Bane. I'm like, you merely adopted the darkness, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've lived here forever. <laughs> I deserve a little sunshine. <laughs> so that was my first new thing. Uh, secondly, um, I think I found a good balance. Like, do you guys like politics? Wow, I love it. <laughs> me, too, me too. No wonder everyone thinks Trump won because you guys are very passionate. Uh, but then how do we feel about like disabled jokes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think I found the balance and there's this one perfect person to make fun of. Do you guys know Madison Cawthorn? Congressman? Yeah. He is the youngest ever elected congressman from the great state of North Carolina. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not from there. I don't know why I said it like that. But uh, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's not the joke. <laughs> but he's like one of those pray the gay away type guys, you know, like one of these guys. Um, he got into some hot water the other day when he he was threatening to take up arms against other citizens over electoral fraud. <laughs> And I just thought to myself, take up arms. <laughs> I would be more scared if you could take up legs, sir. <laughs> I have never, you know, I've never really been like that scared of a guy in a wheelchair except for when I got robbed by a dude in the tenderloin. <laughs> he had a big ass knife. <laughs> and I wanted my money back. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, are you first mate on a shrimping boat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lieutenant Dan. Classic. Classic. <laughs> you know, just message me when you start working with an autistic, genuine guy like Forrest Gump. You know. <laughs> so there's that. But I don't know. I feel like that reaches a good balance between if you're a piece of shit, you can make fun of somebody's disabilities. Am I right? I'm usually right. <laughs> Usually not wrong in every situation, but I won't even get into that because I don't need to prove myself to any of you. <laughs> because you guys are sad little sacks and I'm happy. <laughs> so, have a good night and go fuck yourself. Please do it! Classic Lieutenant Dan. Classic Lieutenant Dan. He knows it, Jenna. Um, classic Lieutenant Dan. Your next comedian, he just got out of the bathroom. He's going to impress you on stage. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. All right, number one and number two. Uh, <laughs> always leave him guessing. Um, let's see. Uh, my, uh, was there a barbecue today? What the fuck? I was wondering what the fuck was going on. All right, anyway. Sorry, I get distracted easily. Uh, my uncle was like a fill-in father for me. He's like uh, he like played the role of my dad because my dad wasn't around. Uh, my dad wasn't in my life, which is upsetting uh, because my uncle's a fucking idiot. He's so dumb. Like, could you have also been gone? Like, it would have been so much. I had to unlearn so many things. <laughs> really, like he really fucked me <laughs> on that one. I could have done without both of them. Um, yeah, he. Uh, He's such a weird person. He's one of those people who's constantly talking, like, because I complain about Jeff Bezos spending a shit ton of money on a 
on a like a dick shaped rocket because it's just like it's space travel for billionaires and he's like hey hey those people one day are gonna save us and take us to mars i'm like they're not gonna take you to mars they don't need you work at home depot <laughs> like then i doubt they're gonna need to decide between peak or poplar you know like that's not on the list of things they need on mars uh so it's like his priorities are totally fucking off, man. But like periodically, he actually like he actually gets me going because he does have some decent ideas. He's fairly anti-corporation. Like he likes to talk about like he's like you know the government's just really corrupt, man. They only they only appease their donors. Like I'm never gonna see that fourteen hundred dollars. And I'm like yeah, all right, I can agree with that. And he's like you know, I feel like a lot of the social issues that that we talk about don't really matter that much, not as nearly as much as the working class constantly getting oppressed. I'm like, okay, yeah. He's like, and then, you know, also it really bothers me that Nancy Pelosi keeps drinking baby blood. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, what was that last? What the fuck did you say? Like, he legitimately believes this as like a concept. And that's just like, okay, that last part is a joke. Um, you know what? Never mind. I fucked up that last part. I'm uh, trying to reword jokes. Here, we'll finish off with this because I got maybe two minutes for a story. Uh, I uh, We like to experiment, right? Everybody experiments a little bit, has done some drugs or something in the past, you know? I don't know. Just trying new things in life, maybe. I mean, like, I don't know, kayaking or anal, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just... Just different ideas. Um, but I think drugs are something you should, especially hallucinogens, uh, you should try at least a few times. And, um, you know, like the first time I took acid, uh, you know, acid can be very euphoric. You know, you can like walk away, like having really made it like a new connection with yourself. But this wasn't like that at all. This is a horrible, it was a nightmare. And uh, I knew it was probably going to be a prop. Like I was worried that I took too much because the guy who dosed me, he had like a little vial. It was liquid. Go ahead. And uh, he put the drops on my tongue. And so whenever he dosed me, uh, he was like, oh, shit, that's too much. That is, that is way too much. Okay. Uh, do you have anywhere to be? <laughs> I was like, fuck, um, okay. And then I started hallucinating immediately, which is a bad sign. I don't know if you know that or not. That's not supposed to happen. And so I called my parents fucking because they had told me to. And I was like, today's the day I'm going to be responsible. You know, why not? And uh, my stepdad answers the phone. He's like, you need to get home right now. And so I was like, uh, is this God? Because it's just a voice in the air. Phones make no sense. Anyway, I don't have enough time to finish the story, so we'll be to, to be continued. Kelly Evans talks to God, everyone. That was awesome. Yay, Kelly Evans. Your next comedian is a lovely human being and very, very funny. Clap your hands together for number 11, Pete Ballmer. <laughs> November 11, that's uh, my birthday theme. I was born November 11th. Okay, cool, there we go. It was a good use of 20 seconds. Yeah, isn't that fucking fun? Uh, I think we need to work on our uh, icebreaker questions uh, we start conversations with. Like, how's it going? Terrible question. Because you're not really asking, right? You're just going, hey, would you mind go ahead and uh, say the word good for me? And you don't even care if somebody asks, like, if you're like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, hey, I'm not going to follow up on that. I'm not going to be like, no, but really, how's it, you know, I'm just going to move on. 
I hate it when people ask me what's new when they already follow me on Instagram. You know, I'll be like, oh my God, what's new? And like, because most of the time the answer is nothing. Also, it's like I had the same week the last seven weeks in a row. You really want to remind me of that? But then also it's like if something new has happened, they already know about it. I'll be like, oh, I went to Chicago last week. They're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, what the fuck are we doing here? You're going to be asking me all these pop quiz questions when you already have the answer key? All right, all right, all right, man. Um, my hair is thinning and um, fine. Was it in the back? I don't know what she's doing over there. Um, I uh, One thing they say about uh, baldness is that uh, the baldness gene comes from uh, your grandpa on your mom's side of the family. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Like Someone just told me that. I don't know. Uh, but it seems like... That research was probably done by a bunch of bald dads. <laughs> they were like, all right, fellas, let's figure out the cure to baldness. Uh, the answer is, I don't know, go ask your mom. Perfect. <laughs> we can deal with that. Um, sweet. Uh, I, I, I think it's dumb that we have like commercials for medicine. Like, it's probably a bad sign for our healthcare system that that's like, a good thing that we have, right? Like every other ad you see on TV is like, hey, do you have orange fluid leaking out of your ear that kind of smells like lighter fluid? Call your doctor about Eroblex today. And you're like, hey, you know that if people could just easily call their doctor, uh, you wouldn't need to have ads. All right, that was a bad part of it. But uh, what was it called? Uh, it was two other things. Yeah, I fucking took them down. Uh, what was it? And it's, uh, uh, shit, something about, okay, it's also like, the oh here's what it is, here's what it is. um it's uh people who like they always show people like having the most fun and doing all these like exotic hobbies in the commercials like flying a kite on a bath on a beach from a bathtub and it's like yo you're showing this to people who are watching ice road truckers at 3 p.m on a saturday <laughs> not like a big hobby crew all right uh one more thing um so uh, a couple of years ago i was seeing this girl and uh we talked a lot about like music on our first date and like we were really big music people. And I think that like, you know, having music compatibility taste can be like a big, you know, indicator of compatibility. So I was excited. Our second date, we went back and we were gonna go listen to some tunes. We were in my room. You know, we just like had lunch, you know, smoked a little J, we're walking back. So we're laying down and I'm playing uh, this song to set the vibe, right? And it's like, it's kind of sunny, lights fli filtering through the window. Usually I just play it over the speakers. I don't have to hold my phone here so it'd be easier, but it's okay. Um, you see kind of the vibe here? It's kind of like, you can see the dust particles over my shitty socks. And we're chilling and we're just vibing. And then she's like, I got a song I want to play next. And I'm like, sweet. And then she was like, okay, this has been like my anthem lately. And I was like, awesome. I can't wait to see. And then she plays this song. We're just laying there in bed on a nice afternoon. A little bit of a different vibe, right? Exactly. That's the guy, actually. This is who I was in bed with. Uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, this is pretty chill. And like, you guys feel kind of awkward just sitting here listening to this? Imagine how I felt. So at one point I tried to just like make out with her, just not have to talk about it. And she goes, can you just relax? <laughs> and guys, you know how when you fail, when you try to hook up with a girl and then she declines and time kind of like slows down for a little bit? 
This song is three minutes and 55 seconds. I, okay, thanks guys, appreciate it. Keep your hands clapping, everybody. For Pete Ballmer, that was a really funny story, dude. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He's awesome, he's a regular at the punchline. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Hello. Uh, my mom uh, worked really hard to like uh, teach me and my siblings her kind of values. Uh, like growing up, whenever she read my sister like a fairy tale, she would always change the words like uh, like pretty and beautiful to like smart and intelligent. So the stories would be like, oh, there once was a princess who was the smartest in all the land. Uh, and I don't know why that's funny uh, to you, Pete. Uh, just not a fan of progress. <laughs> No, but it's true. She would. She would change the story. So it's like, nah, you know, there once was a princess who was smartest all the land. Uh, and now my sister is very smart uh, and also very ugly. So it did. It was a horrible. Okay, there we go. I don't know. It was dumb. Uh, they say, uh, uh, I love the quote, uh, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think it's the greatest quote to ever come out of a Batman movie. Uh, I mean, the competition is not steep, considering the other most famous quote is, I'm Batman. But uh, <laughs> still, it's a great quote. Uh, and I could, I could actually relate to this quote, honestly. Like, I, remember I once had a, a job uh, working in a cafe where this coworker of mine, he was like my hero, you know? Like, like we were so cool. Uh, we used to just hang out and not work and drink mimosas and do the New York Times crossword puzzle. It was like every day. Uh, and then one day, he was offered a job as like a manager uh, and, and he took it and then he started asking me to do all this stuff, like my job, you know, which was a nightmare. He asked me to do work and stuff. And, and I really was like, man, you know, instead of taking that job, you used to be my hero, you know, would have been, but instead of taking that job, it would have been a lot cooler if you just died, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, okay. That's, uh, I have a friend who's, uh, who's a bit too much into like, uh, UFC and like karate and stuff like that. Where he's all he he's now has gotten to the point where he always is getting ready for a fight no matter what. Uh, like the other day, uh, he was he was like he saw I was wearing dress shoes and he's like, oh, you shouldn't wear dress shoes, man. There's no traction on those things. You know, if something goes down, you know, it's, it's a horrible to be in a fight wearing dress shoes. And I was like, well, I'm going to my great aunt's funeral, so uh, I don't know how many enemies she had, but you know, I don't plan on doing a lot of fighting. It's just you know. I mean, Aunt Lola, she runs these streets, I guess. But uh, uh, I had a friend recently offer me, uh, uh, I was going to take an Uber home, and then a friend offered to give me a ride home. And I was like, oh, great, you know. And then my friend uh, lost his keys. Uh, and, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to still, if I had to wait with him after I agreed to take the ride. Or was I, I don't know. I, I, just, I just called an Uber and then didn't tell him, and then just, Got got it. As, as, okay, I don't know where to go with that, but uh, I did this. Uh, this this is I, I did this with one of the comics in the room. I recently went to a, a botanical garden, uh, nah, and um, uh, and on the way there, some of my friends they wanted there was a gift shop out front, and they wanted to stop and browse the gift shop before going to the botanical garden. Uh, so they were just spending all this time looking at these books full of pictures of nature. I'm just like, hey, you know where we could go to actually look at nature? I don't know. We came all this way to the botanical guy. Look, I can literally see the flower you're looking at. It's right over there. It's right there. I don't know what you're... Pete. <laughs> um, 
Let's see here. I uh I I saw a uh, a seagull uh drop a bag of chips into the ocean. I was like, man, I just when you thought they couldn't get any worse, they also litter. I guess the you know the, the fucking worst animals ever. You know, I thought. You know, I I I think humans get a bad rap for littering, but I think other animals probably they would litter too if they could were smart enough to figure out how to create something non biodegradable. I don't. Okay, that's uh, I'll, I'll end on on this. I gotta get out of here. I um, uh, I remember the first time I said uh, I had a, a girl said uh, I love you to me, uh, uh, who it was someone who wasn't related to me, and I was about eight years old, and I was in a play. And this little girl, she was also in the play, and we were like the romantic leads in the play. And she just had to say the word. We didn't touch or kiss or anything. She just had to say the words, I love you to me. And on the first day of rehearsal, uh, she cried because she so desperately did not want to say, I love you to me. Right? Uh, and then in the end, uh, the director of the play ended up recasting me, right? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, should you recast her? And the director was like, ah, oh, you are pretty unlovable. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, there we go, I'll end there, okay. Ian Levy, everybody. I think he's incredibly lovable. Your next comedian is number 13. Clap your hands together for Paolo. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Madison Square Garden. We're here in the Mission District. Uh, do you like bass? My name is Paolo, and I have some material prepared for you. Uh, so uh, recently, I boarded a 757 airplane. So I walked through TSA, and secretly, very subtly, my uh, incognito sort of un undercover vibe, I sneaked 10 points of molly into a Tylenol bottle. I board the plane, and I was greeted by a Scandinavian blonde, and I felt like I was in an Orbit commercial. Who's heard the Orbit commercial? Please raise your hand, dirty mouth. I feel so sexy on travel. Oh my god. So um, I get into the plane, and this Scandinavian blonde is offering me ginger ale. She's offering me peanuts, and I immediately climax. They're so hot, these flight attendants. <sighs> so I am landing in LaGuardia, New York City. And if anyone feels this similar sensation, when you're landing a plane, a 757, onto the landing strip, doesn't it feel way out of context? I'm looking through the window of the airplane, and I start to see things. I see two highways operating from miles away. I see a farm. I see a Target parking lot with many MILFs eager to purchase toilet paper, paper towels, a little Swiffer. And when, when she's at the Target, what do we see at Target? When we look up, we, we feel like blinded vampires looking into the fluorescent light of Target. So that's my airplane rant. Thank you for that. Okay, so um, does anyone... Does anyone think that New Yorkers are trying way too hard? If you are you are you a New Yorker? Hamas? Okay. You New Yorkers try way too hard. I feel like every New Yorker is trying attempting to make risotto. Do you know what that is? That's arborio rice, shallots, garlic, onion, and a bit of white wine. 
a bit of vegetable stock. New Yorkers are constantly stirring risotto to its desired softness. And what do what do New Yorkers really talk about? What do they chat about when they're in their New York City apartment? They're most likely contemplating the differences in the comparison of moonshine. And what is the other one? Moonshine. So if I say the word moonshine, what follows that in the jean jacket? Moonshine. What's next? Absinthe. Absinthe and moonshine. The strongest alcohol of alcohols. So um, my sister's really into fitness, and she has ton. My sister's into fitness, and all of her mommy friends have bicep veins. And we get into interrupting a celebrity. Have you ever done that? I met Will Smith at a luau in Honolulu, Wanda Sykes in Lake Tahoe, Heather Graham in New York at Nobu. That's a Japanese restaurant in New York. And to end this uh, whole rant here, I got the horn. Pam makes me horny. She's a burnt victim who fucked Wigglypuff. So when poor people are trying to explain what they're going to order, they always use the tagline with the little. So I saw this poor guy ordering an ahi tuna bowl, and he said, can I have the ahi tuna bowl with the little edamame, with the little crispy onions, with the little ginger root? And he goes to the hot dog on a stick, and he says, can I have the corn dog with the little ketchup, with the little mayonnaise? And I'm Pal Picardo from the mission. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Picardo, everyone. All right, uh, your next comedian's new to the room. Clap your hands together for Huzzah Chowdhury. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you forgot your, 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 your bag. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I, um, there's a lot of like Harvard, MIT people running, running around the city. Um, have you met these people? I recently made a friend who went to Harvard and, uh, they're just better than us. Like Harvard people, they're incredible. Like we're both kind of the same, but um, like I'll give an example. We both do drugs, but he does drugs just smarter than I do. Uh, like for example, he like microdoses mushrooms to like gain focus and change his perspective on things. I smoke weed so that candy tastes better. Does that make sense? Um, like he keeps trying to tell me smart people stuff and I'm just like not quite there. Keeps trying to get me to buy Bitcoin. Has anyone tried to get you to buy Bitcoin? He says the same thing. He's like, Hamza, fiat money is even backed by gold. And I'm like, I don't know what the first half of that sentence means. You got you to gotta bring it way down for me. I'll give you another example. Like, I keep finding myself doing dumb stuff, like, during the day. Like, my girlfriend bought me a cookbook. And my response was, babe, I don't know how to cook. She was like, yeah, that's what the book's for, you fucking dumbass. And I was like, yes, okay. I'm so stupid I forgot about learning. Does that make sense? I'm trying to catch up. <coughs> I used to think there were three Olsen twins. Mary, Kate, and Ashley. Does that make sense? I thought there were three twins. Let that sink in. Three twins made sense in my head. Three twins. COVID is back. I don't know if you all have heard this. Um, and like 99% of the people who are like going to the hospital are unvaccinated, uh, which is crazy because I didn't see myself rooting for COVID. This is the turnaround of the century. Uh, I'm now pro-COVID anti-mask. 
I've completely flip-flopped. Uh, ESPN tweeted this the other day. This is true. It said, LeBron James is just different. It said, thank you, ESPN. This whole time, I thought me and LeBron James were the exact same person. I'm so glad you all cleared that up. Millennials do this shit where they think not saying something is saying something. It's so frustrating. I'll give you an example. I was talking to this girl the other day. She's like, you should check out this bar. I was like, oh, yeah, why? She's like, it's a total vibe. I was like, yeah, what is it? She's like, oh, if you know, you know. Like, I can't believe she could tell I was getting mad too. She was like, are you feeling some type of way? I was like, yeah. Can we say something at some point? Can we have context? Okay. Um, so I went to college once upon a time and it really didn't do shit for me other than I lost a lot of respect for most professionals. Uh, I'll give you an example. My buddy is now a doctor and I've seen him throw up into his own hands. Does that put things into perspective? Like these people are just the same. They're just, they were just better at school. I think the job that it made me lose the most respect for is lawyers. Lawyers are just people that blacked out in college for four years, and then they woke up on graduation. They're like, I got a degree in what? Political science? I don't know if you know this, but you can't just throw science after a word and make it a degree. That's not how it works. Like, there's no beakers in political science. Does that make sense? Like, Pfizer is not looking for the next political science to cure the, the pandemic. In every case, in every murder case, one of the lawyers is a bad guy. Is that, it's possible that it's the state versus an innocent person and one of the lawyers is still a bad guy. Casey Anthony had a lawyer. Do you see why I don't like these people? They just memorize the rule book and throw it at you. You ever play sports with those people? That's a double dribble. Bitch, we're on a fucking basketball. All right, thanks guys, that's my time. Huzzah, Shabdri, Hamza. Thank you, Hamza. Yay, that was really funny. You're a good writer. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Number 15, it's Michael Bond. Oh, wow. Thanks for the porno music, Pam. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's like porno's greatest hits or something out here, man. And shout out to the ribs, too. They're really good. Oh, man, you guys. I, I just recently got a call from my mom. She told me one of my cousins passed away, man. It was fucked up, you know what I mean? I was like, did he die of COVID or something like that? She goes, no, he, he died of mad cow disease. It's like, mad cow disease? I thought, they, I thought they beat that shit years ago, you know? She's like, no, he really died of mad cow disease. I was like, wow, that was, that's amazing, you know? Like, he was a good dude, but mad cow disease, way to go out, you know what I'm saying? Way to fucking go out, you know? During COVID, you're like, fuck that COVID. I'm going out of mad cow disease. You know, so I ate a steak in his honor the other day, you know. No, I really did. I had a I had a rare, rare steak. I was like, this is for you, cuz. You know, I know you went out fucked up, but, you know, really. I thought they beat that shit, man. What's with you Sriracha people, man? Are you guys from another planet or something like that? Maybe Sriracha lovers in the house? I think, right? I think you Sriracha people are like aliens or something like that, man. I just got a new roommate who just fucking loves the shit out of Sriracha sauce. I'm like, dude, there's something wrong with you, you know? He's uh he got a bunch of sriracha sauces around the house and shit. You know, he wears like the little sriracha t-shirts and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with you? Is this something mental about this sriracha shit, you know? And then recently he's like, yeah, man, I'm going down to the sriracha convention in San Diego. I'm like, damn, there's a meeting of you guys out there? You mean you guys get together and talk about this shit? How hot has this shit got to be? I'm like, do they put crack in that shit where you guys got to get together for a convention 
Star Wars, I get, but sriracha sauce? Fuck that shit, you know? You know, he likes, like, leaving sriracha bottles around the house and shit. The other day I found a sriracha bottle uh, in the bathroom and shit, man, which leads me to believe, is it okay to jack off with that shit? Ian, you would know. I mean, you would you would know, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it stings a little, but the end result is just the same, right? <laughs> Man, guys, I was uh, I was rolling uh, through the city the other day and uh, ran across a meter maid, you know. And you don't just run across a meter maid when you have interactions with them, you know. And the meter maid, he was a nice dude. He was ready to give me a ticket. But, you know, once he gave me a ticket, I, I, I kind of said to him, I said, hey, man, your job must suck. And he's like, why? Because I got to drive around and give people meter maids? I go, no, because you're 300 pounds and you're rolling around that little ass fucking car. You know what I mean? I'm like, you that big and you ain't thought to lose weight and all this time? How long you been doing your job for? Shit, at least 10 years? Well, shit, man, they must suck. And it must stink up in that motherfucker, too. So, you know, like, that shit must suck. You got to go around sweaty and nasty and shit and giving people tickets? I said, damn it, you should have lost weight a long time ago. Life is good, though. Life is good, people. Uh, I just uh, introduced my 96-year-old grandmother to weed for the first time. I know, right? Because at 96, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Crack, heroin, meth, you know. I said, Grandma, what you want to do? She was like, you know, baby, bring me some of those edibles and put in a sweet potato pie for me. I said, say no more, Grandma. Here I come. So I went over to Grandma's house, and we started eating a sweet potato pie, and halfway through it, she started talking about how she used to suck my granddaddy's dick. I was like, whoa, Grandma. That edible was hitting you a little too hard. Relax. She was like, no, baby, you got to hear. I used to have to cuff his balls and everything. It was awesome. It's like, damn it, Grandma. I don't need to hear about how you used to suck dick. It's not okay. Not okay. I think that's been my time. Hey, you guys, uh, join us for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this year, starring Pam and a lot of other people. It's going to be great. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Starring. It doesn't star me. The headliner is actually Scott Capuro, who's um, he's amazing. He's so funny. And I just found out he was one of the voices on the Star Wars that when the Anakin is in the pod racing and the two-headed guy, it's Greg Proops and Scott Capurro. It's that voice, and he's going to piece the headliner of the festival. I'm paying him real money and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have, like, 41 in-town comics and right now 33 from out of town. Okay. Uh, your next comedian He's also um, on the festival, too, and he's going to be hosting a show. Put your hands together, everybody, for Adam Close. Yay! And Blanche. I like um, when you're driving with your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend in the car. <sighs> because it's different than when you're driving by yourself, right? When you're driving by yourself and you're at the stop sign and a hot, a hot thing walks by, it's nice. You get to enjoy it. Dinner and a show. You might, you might turn the music up. You know what I mean? Let them know something. But then when you're with your partner, and a hot little thing walks by, all of a sudden you're an aviary enthusiast. Like, oh, it's a southern, it's a, it's a southern uh, tit. I don't know. <laughs> what? No, I wasn't looking at tits, I promise. Um, <laughs> sometimes I like to uh, come into the, the, the bedroom that I share with my wife, 
after a particularly good jack-off sesh and just be like, could have been you in there. Sorry, babe. <laughs> That's her. She's the one. She's the lucky girl. Um, you guys remember the show on MTV called Next? It was my favorite shit. It went like this. A girl would go on one date throughout town with five guys. Whenever she was bored of the date, she would say next, and the guy would fuck off. Once an episode, my favorite thing would happen. It'd go like this. It'd be like, hey, what's up? My name's Adam. I'm from Milpitas. I'm really excited to meet Jessica. And then the dude would take one step on the tour bus, and the trick would be like, next! And the dude, have to <laughs> the dude would go hang himself. It was awesome. <laughs> right after that, they played a show I liked less called The Room Raiders. Do you remember this rapey-ass show? I'll describe it. They would kidnap a girl, blindfold her, put her in a van, drive her away, bring in an unemployed frat boy to go through her underwear drawer, and then decide whether or not he wanted to take her on a date based on the size of her panties. Come on, MTV, do better. <laughs> Thank you. You guys see this shit? The internet just fucking hates Drake. It'll be Drake, sideline, at a basketball game. He'll be having a cocktail, enjoying himself, laughing. <laughs> and the internet, will, the internet will be like, look at this little bitch Drake laughing at a basketball game. <laughs> He's courtside. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Aubrey. Uh, okay. Uh, I obviously listen to hip hop. Uh, rap music. There's some rap lyrics that confuse me, like um, Migos goes, uh, I paid 300 cash, fresh off the lot, and the car came with a blunt in it. Like, what? Dude left a blunt in your $300,000 car, fresh off the lot? It stinks like blunt fire in there? That's a mistake. I'd take it back. I'd write a bad Yelp review. My Bentley had a fucking blunt in it. I paid 300 grand cash. Uh, <laughs> no, on Jay-Z's last album, uh, his mom read a poem. What the fuck? Jay-Z famously said, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And last time I checked, Gloria Carter has sold exactly zero albums. I didn't buy this album to hear a, co a poem from Jay-Z's mom. Next! <laughs> Adam Close. Yay! Ending on a callback like a champion. Adam Close. Okay, I'm going to run around. I have like three new jokes, and I swear we can all get out of here. Okay, yay me. All right, so new joke number one. I don't understand Texas. Texas is crazy, right? But they, they love guns, and they love capital punishment, but they hate abortion. Abortion is microdosing murder. You'd think they'd be super into it, like fun-sized murder? Who doesn't like fun-sized murder? Like you could shoot the murder. I mean, what do you... That's that's joke that's joke number one. Uh, joke number two has to do 
with COVID. So I smoke a lot of weed and it makes me think I'm the smartest person alive. But I haven't gotten COVID yet at all. And I have a new theory that the reason I haven't gotten COVID is because I smoke so many cigarettes and so much weed that my lungs are covered in like a wax, a tar that keeps the airborne COVID-19 away from it, which is why I live in the Tenderloin and everyone is homeless and they're all alive because they smoke heroin. So if weed is good, heroin and meth even better, nothing can get in your lungs. Why is everyone still alive? In the tenderloin, they're using dirty underwear as masks. Like they're not, they have hepatitis in their mouth, okay? It's, they're not gonna die of, I'm like, what are we gonna die from? There was one more new joke I had that was about, fuck, there was the, oh, it's not as good. We live in the Old West now. I feel like San Francisco is these Old West times because discarded masks on the ground are the new urban tumbleweeds. It's just like the new errant trash. Urban tumbleweeds in the TL is actually hair, like bits of hair, <laughs> like hair that's out of your head. But here now it's just discarded masks rolling down the street. Okay, that one's not so funny. You like the first two. Okay, um, yay, I'm Pam. Tell me your name again because I always forget. Devon. Everybody put your hands together for your last comedian, Devon! What's up, y'all? Man, this COVID shit crazy, huh? Hey, I don't understand why not one crackhead is dead, though. You feel me? They ain't got no COVID. They running around with the same energy on my block, bro. I'm like, come on, bro. They ain't took no vaccine or nothing. I've been watching news, man. I seen the Afghanistan's going crazy. They was ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> shit, they was off their hook over there, bro. Also seen on the news R. Kelly going to court. They brought hella files on that motherfucker. He is not getting out of jail. He no more going to showers for that motherfucker, bro. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's crazy, man. <laughs> fucking with y'all, fucking with y'all. Yeah, man, Um, I like big bitches, man. The only ones that fuck with me for some reason. Hey, you gotta take what you can get, man. <laughs> Pussy all the same in the dark at the four shots, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, I hate my job, bro. I want to quit that motherfucker, but you got to pay rent and shit, man. If I didn't have to pay rent, man, I would have been saying fuck them already, man. So I get up hella early in the morning, man, so I got to drink coffee and shit, man. So I'm in traffic, man. I didn't know coffee had x flax in the motherfucker, man. <laughs> I had to shit the motherfucker traffic, but I was honking the horn, going through the car lane, <laughs> all kind of shit. I'm like, move, motherfucker, move. <laughs> got to work. My people was like, hey, how you doing? I'm fuck you. I got to take a shit. <laughs> 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 man, I hate being broke, man. Make you want to do some conniving shit, so that's why I stay working, man. Yeah. That wasn't funny. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to smoke weed, but, man, when I get high, bro, <laughs> I become quiet like a motherfucker. Brothers would be like, you cool? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Can't do shit, can't function. Nigga, I be sitting there like a weirdo, man. That wasn't funny either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, paying these gas prices too high, bro. It's five dollars, man. I got a V8, man. I went up and down the street. Did you hear me? Up and down the street. I'm out of gas, bro. Bullshit, bro. I'm a skateboarder. Ride a bike or something. Yeah, man. Fuck. How many minutes I did? <laughs> Fucking with y'all. 
Keep going. Cool, cool, cool. You know what I don't like, man? I don't like going to a drive-through ordering food, man. They be rushing you and shit. I was like, man, let me get a number one. Is that it? That's all? I'm like, hold on, I'm not even done and shit. They like, anything else? I'm like, hold on, let me look at the motherfucking menu, shit. I don't like ordering Chinese food either, man, because they don't want to give you no soy sauce. I'm like, bro, I just ordered hella shit. You only want to give me two soy sauces. What the fuck? How much does soy sauce cost? Give me the whole bottle. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't like shitting at work, man. Motherfuckers, man, they be knowing I be shitting at work for some reason, man. I don't understand. I was in there, man. Motherfucker came in there, man, took a piss left. I, I walk out of there. I didn't say shit. Motherfucker said, man, you blew that motherfucker up. I said, how the fuck you know? The nigga was looking at my shoes, man. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> yeah, man. Being single, cool, man. You can do what you want, go where you want, fuck who you want, until like 12 o'clock. You be like, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> That's all my time, man. I don't know how much I did. Probably two minutes of shit. <laughs> Devon, everyone. All right. Thanks, everybody, for staying. And uh, that's been... That's been the joke workshop today. So, yay. And uh, it's every Monday at 6 o'clock. And we'll be back on Friday at 6 o'clock with the happy hour uh, open mic. And uh, this week, there's Wednesday, Asiento show, and then Saturday at Atlas Cafe. So, you know, yay, Mutiny Radio. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.
peace it all.